They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast, the best wrestling podcast in the wrestling podcast business. I'm Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I am here once again with Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermill. Columnist for C.K. C.K. <laughs> I'm also here with good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Hailing from my homeland, Florence, Italy, this week. Some great family out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, thank, thank you for noticing that. They make that uh, made olive oil out there. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to mention we have two new unsanctioned episodes available. It was the second time we had Paul Carboni and Joe Lafferty on the show. We also had first-time guest Sharhova on the show, future women's wrestler. Alo, you have any thoughts on the two unsanctioned episodes? Yeah, first with the part two with um, Paul Carboni and Joe Laffy. You know, I wasn't here for that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I, I felt I felt it was perfect that Paul sat in my seat. I just mm. feel like my spirit left my body <laughs> and went into his, and Laff just got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did all, all the talking for me. Yeah. You sure that you're, it was just your spirit that went into his? Yes. I, I felt like I was here with you that it, day. Yeah, yeah. It, it just felt like a normal me and Eric here that destroyed him <laughs> and with every topic. Big Triple H guy? Yeah, and he said all the, all the facts that I said. I'll give you Booker T, but I don't blame that on him. I blame that on Vince because Vince never put over Booker T. Actually, I don't even know if he's necessarily a Triple H fan. He just respects... He says he's the greatest character ever in wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can't fight facts. Oof. No, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, and, um, you can do it. But... <laughs> you end up looking like Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, do you have anything to say about the episode with Char? Yeah, that episode was good. It was great to hear... Uh, it's, uh, a future wrestler on the show because it's like, you know... Matt Madness could have had it first. Yeah, you know? it was, yeah. It was great to hear the story. Her, her Rushmore, her her um love for Sasha Banks. Looking forward to seeing that costume. And you failed to let her know what you truly are when it comes to Sasha Banks, which is a wet blanket. <laughs> and on Instagram, I kind of had to expose you. <laughs> what did you say? I was like, well, why did I tell you the whole story? So, <laughs> after Sasha, well, after that turnbuckle spot, he was like, "What the hell's that? What the hell's that?" He's on Twitter. He's yeah. On, He's googs in it, trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was where I was a wet blanket, and admittedly so. I will not deny that. Uh, I might be a little bit of a wet blanket tonight as well, because we have the Hell in a Cell pay per view coming up this Sunday. A pay per view that I think does not need to be on the pay per view roster. I think that the Hell in a Cell should happen every now and again, but you don't need a pay-per-view dedicated to it. And my biggest uh, complaint is, one, there should not be three Hell in a Cell matches. And this whole triple main event thing is the dumbest thing ever. We're pushing Roman Reigns and Rusev as a main event. Uh, First of all, there's one main event. The main event is the match that goes on last. There's not three main events. There's not two. There's one. So there's not eight main events on one car? No. 
For my it, money, it's still a women's match is the main event. That's my main. That's that. That should be the main. It's event. It's not going to go on last. I'm. I'm telling you Whether right it goes now. Whether it's last in the middle, or the beginning, it's for me. It's, it's going to be the I'm best match of the most. night, but it's not going to go on last, and that's real. I'm going to be really angry next week if that's the case. So we're going to see some red, red out of madness. I, I see some madness right. It now. might. Yeah. It might be. It might be a purple face. <laughs> oh damn. Next week. Like a deep plum. Deep plum. Yeah. I. I'm not. Thanos-esque. <laughs> yeah. You should do this show next week in your tearaway suit. This way, you know. I might. Better. I might have to, Joe. The purple face, the tearaway suit. <laughs> It'd be perfect. I might do it. You have to remind me okay, to, to do that next week. If it doesn't go on last. Uh, but that being said, it's the biggest story on Raw. It's the best feud they have on Raw. It's the first <clears throat> women's Hell in a Cell match. Um, they're... Mick Foley played a very big part in the contract signing, and it yeah. seems like it was pretty polarizing. Some people loved it, myself included. Some people hated it. Um, I'll tell you why I loved it, and then you guys give me your thoughts, whether you agree or disagree. So, one, he really put over what goes into a Hell in a Cell match. One of my complaints is if you have too many of them, it loses the effect that you're going for. So he really sold... You know how barbaric this thing is. Some people said it's too barbaric for women. It'll change your life. You you guys see the way I walk around here. That's because of that structure. That's what that did to me. Like I'm your future, basically. Uh, some people thought it was like a little bit too uh, like self-indulgent on his part. One, I'm sure it wasn't him that went to them and said, "Hey, have me do this promo." No, I'm sure they told him to do it. Uh, but he looks at himself and he mentioned this. He said, "I was a jaded wrestling fan and." What you two were doing in NXT like made me remember what I love about wrestling. And I know you feel that way. I know I feel that way. I know plenty of people feel that way. But to me, he'll, he's always looked at himself as like a father figure to the four horsewomen. And to me, this came across as like he was trying to protect them. And then they, in turn, got to basically say, we don't need you to protect us. We're ready to do this. So we're going to go ahead and do it. We're not afraid of this. We're, we're, we're ready to, to take on this challenge. So that's why I liked it. I thought there was actually a good story in there for Foley and the two of them. Uh, I get why some people didn't like it because it took some of the shine away from them, but if that's the story, I, I, I think it plays into it well. Now, I don't know which one of you wants to agree or disagree first. I agree with 100%, so Joe, <laughs> you want to go, you can go ahead. I agree with it almost 80%. I mean, I did like what Foley had to add to it as far as, you know, protection of the father figure. Um, again, building how, how animate, you know, how crazy this, this match can be, how, how life-threatening it can be. But I also wanted to see more between the two women. This is my only kind of caveat to that. I, I wanted to, you know, see a little more interaction between them two. We had some. Yeah. And at least we, uh, I remember we were talking last week, are we going to have a contract signing? Well, at least we had that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that I, was a plus. I, I can't nitpick. <laughs> How about you, Alice? You agree. If you didn't like this, I don't know what's wrong with you because this was, we, we've had a good year of wrestling. We can all say that. Mm-hmm. There haven't been many, many memorable promos. Like, there have been good promos, but nothing actually memorable. So for me, the, the two that come to mind is Stephanie Mann's. Um, McMahon Legacy Award, mm-hmm. talking about women's rights against Shane, and then Enzo at Battleground. But this was the, my favorite promo of the year. It made me go down as best promo of the year because when it comes to Hell in a Cell, the person most synonymous with Hell in a Cell, especially for taking a beating, is Mick Foley. Right. So 
he was the perfect person to put in a situation. Even when Charlotte said, give me the contract, Mick, and Mick said no, because he's selling it as this is the first time the women, you, women are going to be inside the cell. You don't know what it's going to do to you. You don't know about, how, how, about the injuries, the, the tolls on taking on your body, how the steel is unforgiving. That was perfect because he's the perfect person to do that because he has gone to the side. He's gone to the side. He's gone through the side. He's had the biggest spots. In, yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saying, this Foley is synonymous with Hell in a Cell because he's taking the beating. Yeah. They, they sell it as the under. It's the Undertaker's match, but Mick Foley is synonymous with that. Yeah. With that match, there's no two ways about that. Yeah. And Charlotte and Sasha, they both sold it. I I, I didn't I did enjoy that even when, even when they. Sasha didn't have the "I'm happy to be here" thing. She was all business with Sasha, going back, going back and forth with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I even like the way they even like the way they ended the promo. Charlotte said, "I'll see you in Boston." Yeah. And Sasha said, "No, I'll see you in hell." Right. Because this is a, <laughs> that was great. Even though we heard all the time, you didn't do your Boston accent. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like that. I, even though we see, we hear it every now and then, most of the time when it comes to Hell in a Cell matches, but I thought it fit perfect here because Foley just sold me on this match even more. This is the only match I really want to see on the show. Mm -hmm. I don't care about Reigns and Ruru. I don't care. I don't really care about Owens and Rollins. We'll get to that because I'm going to destroy that because that <laughs> made no sense. So I'm so excited for this match. I can't wait for it. And do, do we see color is my question. I, I honestly think if we do, it will be unintentional. Yeah, we covered that last week. I don't... Like, would I be surprised if one of them, you know, purposely did it? I wouldn't be shocked, because I think if any of the two could get away with it, it's the, I mean, it's those two. Uh, so I don't know. The, there's one problem I have, and it, why is Charlotte all of a sudden Charlotte Flair? That, yeah. You like, it just cropped up this Charlotte week. Flair. And even Natty called her Charlotte Flair yeah, on, on SmackDown. Website, website. Her, she's, so she's they changed it on the website, too. on Twitter, Charlotte Flair. Why? Yeah, may, I don't know. makes no What's sense. What's it do? Uh, just another probably dumb thing Vince did. To get, which, to get her name out there. I know, but I mean, her name's out there. We already know she's associated with Flair. We saw that when she kind of divorced Flair and she was his... his <laughs> the uh, fact that she's getting called her dad all the time, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just annoying to me. I don't yeah. know why they had to do that. Yeah, she stands on her own. I, I know why I did it. It just doesn't make any sense. At this point, she stands on her own. She doesn't really need yeah. to... Attach that. Yeah, it's just another. It's a little late in the game for that. Yeah, it's another. Well, they did it when she first started in NXT, but that's another thing just to get mm -hmm. the, the Flair name out there so people actually know who she is. So they don't got to tell you this is Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, I guess. I think uh, it would be accidental color because, again, they're going to push the limits of the match and so if there try is to mess at each other. So if there is color, will you be Googling to see if it's a work or not? Probably. <laughs> Not during the match this time. Okay. Because the only reason I was Googling, actually, all I was Googling more so was I saw that goofy joke. I, I was, I think I was Googling to see if, if there was like a real injury or, because I really didn't know. Uh, and that, again, that was like the worst, dumbest <laughs> spot I've ever seen. But the, the other two things I liked about this was I liked that Charlotte said that she was weak. You're always hurt. You're always yeah, injured. She said, I'm not weak. Weakness is about staying down. I always get up better. Uh, better, better, and more legit than ever. I'm not afraid. Like that. And I love that they didn't touch each other. Mm -hmm. Because I think I had been saying that. they. You know, I wanted to see them not touch until yeah. that match. Because that just builds up the anticipation for it even more. And this is a, a criticism I have of uh, the Owens-Rollins feud. And we'll get to that in a minute. So with that being said, the match is this week. Joey, who do you think wins? Sasha or Charlotte? I think Sasha maintain rain I mean, she just keeps the title. I think she wins. I think she walks away with the victory finally in the pay per view. 
How about you? And did you have something else you wanted to add? Yeah, well, yeah. One more thing, I did. I did like that they didn't touch because remember after they botched the two weeks ago yeah. with the rude thing, I was like, they need to have a, a like a like serious moment in this in this feud. And yeah. I, I was glad that they, they didn't interact face to face last week, so that was a good thing. And this week actually sold it. So I'm going to go with Sasha in this match, and then after the match is over, that's gotta be Nia Jax. <laughs> I hope that that is what happens. Uh, I will say Sasha Banks as well. I don't see any reason to have her lose that match in her hometown. Um, you take that to the bank. And the last thing I'll ask, do you guys think it will go on last? No. You? You were the most adamant. I don't. Want and if you don't believe it anymore, then no, I'm really... See, see, the thing is, I do believe it will go on last. But my thing is, with Foley last week, tweet, well, on his Facebook saying... The main event and then editing it, I'm not sure if Vince will be like, well, you can't do it now. Mm-hmm. But I, that wasn't the main event. Mm-hmm. So we're going to switch it. So, <laughs> they aren't big enough to main event. I think it should main event. They aren't big enough, true. It should have main event, but, well, I said it should main event, but I think it will main event because in, in such hometown, you can get away with it. They're on the poster. This is the first time ever you could promote this so you, you could pro- promote this huge as the first women's Hell in a Cell match, and it should main event. It, it's already getting the publicity of a main event, so I think it should be the main event. Yeah, I'm going to get to Vince at a certain point in this show, but if, if that's the case, Foley announces that, edits it, and then all of a sudden they're promoting the triple main event as a way to like weasel out of doing it. People who care about wrestling care about this match more than any other. Why, and if you're if you're not going to have this as the main event, you're never going to have women main event. And why like why not? It's you're not selling pay per views at this point. Do you know anybody who's still buying WWE pay per views? No, we have WWE number for nine nine nine. Yeah. Do you know anyone who's? When's the last time you heard anybody say, "Oh, I'm, I'm ordering the pay per view"? Nobody does no. it anymore. So you don't have to sell pay per views. You're selling the network. Yeah. You're selling the matches. That's stupid, Mago. Yeah, it, it is Mago. All right, so th- that's we'll get to Vincent a little more later. So we all think Sasha's going to win. Last thing we don't really have to get into after their big arm wrestling match on oh. Monday. Who wins, Bailey or Dana? I don't really want to talk so, about so, it. I still feel so bad for Bailey. So, yeah. What are so, they doing? All right. <laughs> I mean, you, you you go from the match of the year in 2015 mm-hmm. to the first ever Iron Woman ma- uh-huh. Iron Man women's match. And you know you're an arm wrestling match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell? An arm wrestling match after getting beat by Dana Brooke the previous week. Who, who yeah. watched? <laughs> oh, my God. It was a bad segment. It wasn't needed. Bailey. They dropped the Boo Birds. Yeah. What do you think, Bailey or Dana? I I, I, I would like to say Bailey, but I don't know the way they've been booking <laughs> recently. It kind so of see, makes me want to get second guess. Oh, you cannot lie and say that... That segment deserved the This Is Boring chant. You have to admit that. I know you're not a fan of doing that, but you have to admit that deserved it. You didn't like the over-the-top style arm wrestling? <laughs> I mean, like your death? I mean, it was boring, and it was stu- it was stupid. I think they're actually chanting, this is stupid. They did both. Yeah, this, this is stupid and boring. boring. Uh, like, my, my problem is is that you're ultimately you're hurting the people in the ring whose fault it is not. Like, ba- I feel like ba- poor Bailey does not deserve that. No. So really, it, the only people that I, be, I feel des- the only person I feel deserves it. This is two people. You know what? I'll tell you when we get to to it who the two people are that deserve that. This is boring chant. Oh, I think um, I know one. 
Yeah, I think Bailey wins. You kind of, you kind of led to that already. Probably. Um, so Universal title, longest oh. reigning Universal title champion in WWE history, Kevin Owens, defending in, in a Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins. Uh, Alos, I know you got a lot to say about this, so I'm just going to say, I don't even want to talk about the whole segment. Um, I, I just have this to say. I think there should not be three Hell in a Cell matches. If you have your baby face go over against the two heels on Raw, what use is what need is there to go in the Hell in a Cell at this point? Like, he just got his victory over the two of them together. Pinned them both at the same time. Well, Jericho's a little distracted. He couldn't find his list. Yeah. His head wasn't in the game. Yeah, I just feel like after that, the, the Hell in a Cell aspect of this isn't even needed. Uh... So, Joe, I know Alo's got a lot to say, so we'll let him go last on this one. What, what are your thoughts on this feud and how it played out on Monday? It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, what more do I have to say? I, mean, I don't understand what you're doing. You're having Rollins go over on these two guys. Uh, I, it's a handicap match. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, I, it doesn't make me more excited for the match, a one-on-one match. No. He could beat two people. What are the chances is he can't just beat one? Right. The one thing I did like, now that you were talking, I thought of this. I did like that kind of the old, mean Kevin Owens was back at a certain point. Because I do miss that. But that's that's about it, really. I miss the the man holding the title having a little more to do with with the the title. I mean, he's like a secondary part of the story. It's more about, you know, Jericho and Rollins and just the interaction of the three. Yeah. This is a case of of Vince or whoever having no restraint. Oh, they like the list. Let's give them the list. Give them some more list. Give them the list, pal. All night, all night, the list. We'll tease who's on the list. Yeah. Uh, Alo, I'll turn the floor over to you. All right, well, I'm just going to start with it. This made no sense. <laughs> okay. First, you should have had the triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. Click, clean, clear. That's how it is right there. End of the story right at that point. Jericho <clears throat> loved it. He had a story throughout the night, kissed the guy on the forehead when he had the list. Mm, that was awesome. Lo- loved it, but it, it didn't need it didn't need to be done. It was the only thing that worked all night was Jericho's. Yeah. It was entertaining when, when he got the list from Stroman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going on the list. Yeah. 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 That was good. <laughs> and Alright, I found it odd. That after four weeks of build, it's been four three and a half, four weeks Something of build, like whatever, that. whatever it is, that Rollins beats them both clean, and then for a little bit, Jericho and Owens, they beat him up for a little bit, and Jericho just goes to the back, and all of a sudden it's about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins again. So Jericho basically was part of his build for three weeks for nothing. He's not, he doesn't have any, he's not even doing anything that we know of at the pay-per-view on Sunday. And then the list is, the, this, is more, this, this has been more about the list than the Universal title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden now it's all about Owens and Rollins with the, in the last five minutes overall. But it ha- so for th- four weeks it's been about Jericho, R- um, Owens, and then Rollins. And now for five minutes it was about Owens, Owens and Rollins, I which found. made no, which made you have something to say, Joe? No, you can keep going. Yeah, th- that that made no, that made <laughs> that made no sense. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden all the Triple H bombs. <clears throat> it's like where's like we. That was so long ago. Nobody's thinking about that anymore. That's what Vince wants us to think. We're not thinking about it anymore. All these Triple H references. So you're basically replacing Triple H with, I mean, replacing Jericho with Triple H at Hell in a Cell. That's what it looks like. Yeah. They haven't even seen Jericho since 
he cost the title. I mean, Triple H, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a non-factor. It's nothing that's been yeah, on TV. And, yeah, and the the storyline to me has been more about Jericho and Owens' relationship, mm-hmm. sprinkling in with a little Rollins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the guy that's been the most important, the guy who's been the most important in the story, is not even doing anything at Hell in a Cell. You should just make this made this, made this a triple threat match, a plain triple threat match, no Hell in a Cell. Just have just have the two other Hell in a Cell matches, just and have, have this a triple threat because this story would actually make sense with a triple threat. Now Jericho's not doing a thing, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, he'll probably just make some appearances with the list to try to get a cheap pop with it. Mm-hmm. He'll be putting people on the list. Yeah, it, it, you're right, though. It, and we've been saying this for weeks, that Seth Rollins is the third wheel in this storyline. So why will you care about the match when the opponent who's challenging for the title hasn't really even factored into it all that much? Well, it's part of the triple main event. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Rollins and Owens. I'm real, honestly, I'm I'm legitimately angry about that. <laughs> I can tell. Like I'm trying not to be angry, but I'm honestly angry about you're, it. You're turning solo cup red. <laughs> so my, my my thing is just like how for four weeks is Jericho? <laughs> so how for four weeks is Jericho the most important guy in the story? And then for the last five minutes of Raw, four weeks later, that's all about Rollins and Jericho. Yeah, he exits the story right yeah, before Raw like, ends. They <laughs> he literally crazy. exits the story. And then <laughs> Again, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Sparkle crotch. <laughs> Sparkle crotch. He even made that entertaining. Yes. Uh, uh, Ayla, who wins? KO or Rollins? Owens, Triple H comes in somehow. Joey? I think KO ultimately keeps the title. I think KO as well. I'd be shocked if he doesn't win. I think in some way it's going to lead to a triple threat. And... <sighs> we'll see. I. Uh, I don't know. I just I know I'm not uh, not pleased with what with where the turn this has taken, and I don't think it belongs in Hell in a Cell. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of yelling <clears throat> on this show for me today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move to the U.S. title. Please. Roman Reigns defending one. also in a Hell in a Cell, part of the triple main event against Rusev. <laughs> they both had a promo, you know, a kind of an old school, you know, pre-taped promo. I was so happy they weren't on TV. Yeah, me too. Um, the only thing really of note that came out of it was Roman saying, you know, you've never been in Hell in a Cell before. I have. You don't know what it's like to be in there. And this is not about you. This is about the U.S. Championship. I take it very seriously. It didn't do anything to build the match. didn't do anything to make me care about it anymore. I mean, I'm not a Roman hater, obviously. I don't think anyone on this show is. But there's just nothing really to be invested in or excited about with this. It's just another thing thrown in there. Well, at least the last last shot of the last in ring shot you have of Russo and Roman from last week, and Russo actually got one up on right. Roman finally for the first time all year. Because go, remember, go back to the League of Nations of Roman destroys Russo every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, anybody have any any thoughts on this? I feel like this is this shouldn't even. If anything, it should be a double main event. It shouldn't even be that. No, but this isn't a main main event status kind of match. I mean, I, I, we did Rusev going down his family tree. It was kind of boring. Roman Reigns keeps coming out and yelling, yelling at him. <laughs> it's not a main event. I understand there's a title on the line, but I, I would never solely watch a pay per view just for this match. So it can't be a main event. Same. Your thoughts? Glad it's almost over. <laughs> Is it? This has to be the end. Is Hell in a Cell has to be the end of it. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. The end of the beginning? No, oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, anything else? Any anybody want to add anything else about this? Because I, I I don't. 
What more can we add? Nothing. Except Rooster finally connected his... his, his <laughs> yeah. He's coming back. Yeah. He finally gave me that connection. Joey, who wins? Rusev. Does, Rusev? Yeah, Rusev. Halo? Roman. When Joey goes out on his own, he's usually right. But I can't see... I just can't see Roman losing. So, we'll see. It'll make for an entertaining... Entertaining week. If Joey's right on his own once again. Uh, I'll say Roman. Uh, cruiserweights? What do they do here now? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, now it's at the point where the challenger for the title just said, Hey, buddy, I need this. Can you just let me win? It was, they were doing better when they had him like just being, he'll do whatever he has to. I got it. Yeah. Now he's begging? Mm-hmm. That match made no sense. So I'm like, okay, so Rich won. He's the number one contender. So Rich won being inserted into this match. Rich won is actually starting to get a reaction because he's the only one that's been on Raw every week. But I hate, the fi- I hate that Kendrick lost. Mm-hmm. But I like that Kendrick was doubting himself after that match. So it made some sense. So I expect a more a more um, desperate Brian Kendrick that he's more desperate Brian Kendrick that we've gotten since the since since, yeah. since the cruiserweight division came came back because he was like now he's down now he's down himself so now he has to do anything he can do to win this match. We already suspected that though. I mean, just losing a match like this before a title match doesn't really do anything for the match, in my I, opinion. I, I just I get that because that's it. That made no sense. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it made sense. Hey, I'm not saying it made sense, but they made they tried to make some sense out of it because like it's like I lost, so it's like okay, if I don't win, this is my last chance. But I just lost Rich Swan. Well, yeah, match aside. The story after it was over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I, I have like that aspect of it, and Kendrick had that. I say this. I think every week we talk about the cruiserweights. He had that character all the way through the cruiserweight classic. He was the only actual character in there that wasn't just a wrestler out there performing on the show. He had a story. He had. There was like a point to what he was doing. Now it's carried over onto Raw. The only way I'm going to be satisfied with this is if it pays off with Kendrick somehow winning. Obviously by some type of nefarious means, but he should. if he doesn't win, I'm really going to be aggravated because that, they haven't really done anything for T.J. Perkins. No. No. Or anybody in the division. Like they put the belt on him, and then they just kind of threw him out there and was like, all right, you're, you're the champion. But he hasn't really... They haven't given him anything. Yeah, and the thing, the thing <clears> like, <throat> if, when you put the title on Kendrick, like I said, nobody in the division really has a character other than a rich swan that he dances, and Vince loves it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> characters, they don't have characters, they don't have direction, they don't have, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're throwing them randomly in, in tag team partnerships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my thing is like, okay, so you put the title on Kendrick, and you can put him against anybody, because nobody has a character, so we know, we know Kendrick is clearly the heel, and whoever he's facing will be automatically automatically baby face. Yeah. So, other than keeping TJP with the belt, and then you have to make a new heel that nobody cares about, and they, they don't have a character. Right. Um, Ayla, who wins? Kendrick. Joey? I think Kendrick wins. I'm going to go with Kendrick as well. Uh, do we really need to talk about anything going on in the tag teams? Or we that just predict these match. matches? Which match? The um, Cesaro. And oh, that was a good match. That didn't need to happen, but no, it was yeah. a good match. It's definitely a good match. But it was a good match. They're still at odds. They get the win going into it, which they're going to get the loss, I think, at yeah. the pay-per-view, obviously. I don't see any way where these two would come out the title. Yeah, I, I do think there's promise with Cesaro and Sheamus. I just don't know where they go with it. 
if they lose on like after they lose on Sunday. I mean, I guess it could be they could keep playing up the idea that they're they don't like each other and tell the story of them eventually respecting each other and becoming a good tag team. Like I would like to see this work out because I don't know where you put either one of them as an as a solo wrestler. I don't know where it goes for either one of them. Like nobody really wants to see Sheamus as much as people love Cesaro. They've never found anything really good to do with them. You could throw them in the U.S. title picture. They could, done but that numerous times. But I just don't know. Anything. I don't. I don't think they'll ever invest <laughs> like the time and energy into him that it would take to get him to like an upper level spot. Now, if he ends up in a really successful tag team with Sheamus in a year or so, that may change. Where they may they may have figured out something to do with him, but because he was good with Tyson Kidd. Yeah, that was, was really the, good with Tyson. Kidd. That was the most over he probably ever was. Except for when he first came back from the injury, but that was just because people were happy to see him again. Um, it was a good match. I think this is going to actually be a really good match on Sunday. I'm glad this isn't also in a Hell in a Cell, <laughs> or it's not part of a quadruple main event. Um, we're extending the main event. Yeah. Breaking news. So yeah, I'm going to go with the New Day. I think they're. I think that's probably where both of you are going to go, Joey. New Day rocks. <laughs> Halo. It's kind of hard for me because like they keep talking about demolition. Cause like I said, I've been watching wrestling for 17 years. I've never heard the name demolition yeah. on TV since Crushing. since then. But like I said, I don't think <laughs> that. So I don't think you would put Cesaro and Sheamus through this for all this, the best of 25 series for nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think New Day wins, but I do think Cesaro and Sheamus are eventually going to be the tag team champions. Cause I think Foley will have them be a thing. Like I can even see this match not even having a finish. Yeah. And then, so they can continue it on. Yeah, and then like they'll probably be on, on a Survivor Series 20-whatever-man tag <laughs> match is, And then they'll probably get another match at Roadblock. But I can see New Day winning or be no finish. You think one walks out on the other? Uh, I don't think so. No? What do you, you think Sheamus may walk out on Cesaro? I was thinking that, but I mean, it kind of makes sense to have a no finish. Like he, he was saying, uh, I mean, my thought was that something would happen, but I could see it being like some way to continue. Yeah, either way, we all agree. New Day walks out of there. You're WWE World Tag Team Champions. All right, so we're in agreement on that. Enzo, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Never needs to have individual matches. Does not need to be in a singles match. I did that. It was pretty cool that he didn't need a mic, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was great. The crowd got into it. That that's what he's good at. Like let him do that. Um, Enzo and Cass, Gallows and Anderson. I think we'll probably all be in agreement on this one as well. They're horrible. (laughs) So you're going Enzo and Cass? No, I'm going on club. You think they're going to win? Yeah. What about you, Joey? This is tough. I mean, but it seems like they're trying to turn a corner with the club, so it makes me want to pick them. But they look but... stupid for the last three <laughs> weeks now. It's like, I know. Come on. I know. You got. You got to. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Enzo and Cass. I think I'm gonna go Enzo and Cass as well. I just think Gallows and Anderson, like you said, they've been made to look stupid, ski for too long. I don't. And I feel like Enzo and Cass, they, I, I, don't, I may be wrong about this. I feel like they don't win any pay-per-view matches. They don't need to win. That's they, the thing. Do they win matches? <laughs> they, they haven't, they haven't no. won many lately. No, I, I think they're going to win. At least they're um, not in arm wrestling matches. Also, because I think it'll be early in the show, and them winning, I think, will get the crowd going. Because they got to keep the crowd going for the triple main event. So they need they need to get the crowd going. I think going. the open one won. Yeah. You think so? I think they're probably because they and I know last year they did that. They opened with um, 
No, 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 they didn't. They, 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 they opened with Cena. Stop lying. Oh, that's right. Stop lying. <laughs> I corrected myself. Uh, Sammy and Strowman. Uh, that was a quick... I guess that'll go on. They don't have a match, as far as I know, on the pay-per-view. Well, I mean, it seems like that might happen. I mean, it might even be like a pre-show match. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. But, I mean... Well, I did like... I loved Sammy's entrance on this. Because he wasn't the Sammy dancing, jumping around Sammy. Right. He was like, I mean, business, more Sammy to the, Zane. More to the point. Yeah, which you don't see. I mean, Sammy Zayn being good enough in the ring can make this kind of an interesting match. But, I mean, if it's just a squash, like they were kind of leading you to believe it would be. Yeah. And then it does nothing for me. Yeah. I, do you think this will end up on the pre-show, on the pay-per-view at all? Poor Sammy Zayn. <laughs> what about It'll you? It'll be somewhere on the card. You think it ends I, up I think, on the card? I think it would be like a pre-show. So, we're all in agreement Strowman wins that? If if and when it happens? Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing we'll mention. He's on the list, though, so. It's going to mess with his performance at all or not. Yeah, Brock Lesnar made his reappearance on Raw with Paul Heyman. I never thought I would say this, but I couldn't care less about a Paul Heyman promo at this point. Because it just, I feel like it's just, just boring. I, it's the same Brock Lesnar promo. I couldn't care less about Brock Lesnar. Couldn't care less about Goldberg. I've never liked Goldberg. I was very complimentary of his appearance last week. This week, I'm back to, I, who, who? Why do we need this? This wasn't a good match. What 12 years ago when they had it the first time? It'll be an even worse match now. Match. Did you see the highlight package? <laughs> yeah. Highlight package. Great yeah. match. Yeah, it, there's no need for it. I love, um, how, I love how they crop, I love how they blocked up the crowd booing it. Yeah, <laughs> that, the club, the crowd, they destroyed. Yeah, that. they did. Um, yeah, the segment just ended all of a sudden. They just walked out of the ring and it was over. Allegedly, Vince was mad that people were chaining Goldberg sucks and he wasn't over as a baby face. Kind of yeah, expect this. My, it's in it's eyes. in Minnesota. Yeah, it's it's where... it's in Minnesota where he went to school. Where he won an, a collegiate national championship. They love him there more than anywhere else. Why the hell would you ever think that he was going to get booed there? Why would you? It. For yeah. Goldberg. No, yeah. No to, one cares. Like Vince McMahon, if, if you ever listen to this, you need to just keep your hands out of the cookie jar at this point. You do not know what you're doing anymore. You, you Like I said, you ran the list into the ground. You get mad that a guy nobody really likes. Like I, I said this last week, the crowd was not cheering for Goldberg because they love Goldberg. It was just like, oh, we're supposed to cheer for this, so they do. The crowd does not love Goldberg. He's not going to get cheered like some returning hero, especially where Brock Lesnar is beloved. Like, you should have known this. You're an idiot for not knowing better. You're an idiot for getting mad and pulling the plug on it because it was your fault. So I get it, and I've been more critical of WWE fans than probably anybody else. The fans were not wrong for what they did. You were wrong for what you did. So I have even less interest in this match now, less interest in this story. Don't need to see either guy. I don't need to see Paul Heyman until he has a better client. You think Vince knows what a podcast is? <laughs> he was, he's been on one, but I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, on his, he was probably on a TV show for his network. Yeah. So It just felt like this... like. Heyman was what he was talking about. All you people do is cheer Goldberg, and they just they're just booing him. So it just yeah. felt, it just felt like okay, they're booing him. Leave. So the dirt just is just going off of that. I swear you got you had a story to go off script at that point because yeah. of course the storyline's not going the way you intended to. So that's good speculation about dirt cheese, by the way. Well, all you got to do is think. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. 
It's just, I don't know, stupid. So th- this leads into the question from, from good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty, tonight. Simply, who is booking this crap? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite question. <laughs> you have an answer? I, I mean, my, mine is Vince, clearly. I thought Raw was horrible this week. He must he must have got his hands at SmackDown, too. <laughs> kind of filled, the crap just filtered down. Yeah. Uh, can we just move on to SmackDown at this point? I think we have to. I, I don't want to talk about Raw anymore. I think I might yell more at SmackDown. I, you don't want to talk about Goldberg anymore? <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm done. I don't know if I'll even bring it up on the show again. <laughs> well, um, the fans want to hear about Goldberg Raw. Do they? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, they, um, they do cheer for him, though, if you were listening. Yeah, and he's going to get booed in Toronto. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about it. It's so dumb. It's WrestleMania, yeah, they WrestleMania 20 all over again. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the biggest show on SmackDown. AJ Styles oh. against Dean Ambrose with number one contendership on the line for Dean. Uh, Ellsworth wants to be in his corner to repay him for making him feel like a winner the last couple weeks. Dean reluctantly agrees to it. And then, obviously, you know, Ellsworth hits AJ with the no-chin music, the devastating finisher. No, jeez. To get Dean disqualified. Dean is not the number one contender. Is there any chance that this ends up with Ambrose finally turning heel again? I don't believe so. No, what do you think, Alo? I, 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 I don't know. They'll find a way to get Ambrose back in the number one contendership. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll get it somehow. But one way or the other. Are you going to dissect this? I mean, I thought the match was fine, and I thought some of the stuff I liked that this is a story that ran through the whole show. I always appreciate when they do that. Um, I liked AJ specifically saying, "I'm so sick of that goober." <laughs> Made me laugh. Uh, that he looks like a, a, an action figure that got melted in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> he actually does when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, and I love that AJ said, you know, at the end of this match, Ambrose will be carried out, and Ellsworth will be missing more than his chin. I thought those were all great lines from him. I thought Ambrose gave a good interview. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot, really, to dissect. Dude, why did you want to dis- dissect it? Joey. What? Any thoughts? I, well, I said it last week, and it just continues on now. I don't. I really don't appreciate Ellsworth playing so much into this championship storyline as he has, and still continues to. Um, I don't really see a payoff for that. It's a gimmick. Hmm. How about you? Why is he still there? It it made sense. Two the last two weeks, been trying to is trying to get um, Dean under AJ skin, which makes complete sense. But why is he still there? Why is he on equal, equal, in equal of importance to AJ and Dean Ambrose? What, like, why is he still there? The, like, Dean Ambrose should be back to business. It shouldn't be the jokey Dean Ambrose. But, but first of all, James, James Ellsworth shouldn't have been there. Nope. So we should we should have mm-hmm. got back our serious Dean Ambrose. Like, like your ass is still mine, boy. Yeah. That title's still mine. It's like, like he did like he did after um No Mercy. Mm-hmm. But where was it? And now we got. Um, Ellsworth hitting the note chin music again. Like, what is this? Like, why is he still here? This is another case of, okay, they bring him in, and social media goes, social media runs wild for, for James Ellsworth when he makes his first appearance. He comes back, and same thing happens. People buy into it. They like it. They enjoy it. He's the third, 
the third most, the third top selling show on WWE.com. So that's where it goes. He comes on again. People buy into this whole thing with AJ Styles and AJ bringing him out like he's the guy that. Like, I'm going to give somebody a shot tonight, and obviously he's going to give it to the the guy least likely to ever be able to beat him. And then he loses. He gets a title match. Everybody goes crazy for that. It actually was a really fun segment on that show. They'd released his shirt. They sold a ton of James Ellsworth t-shirts. I bought one myself, so really? I'm probably part of the problem. Don't bring it on the show. <laughs> um, People buy them because they think it's funny. Yeah, that's why I bought it. So WWE looks at it like, oh, you know, the, the, this this caught on. Let, let's run with it. And they're overdoing it. As like, This is why I say Vince should get his hands out of the cookie jar because he has no restraint. Everything that catches on a little bit, they overdo it and they make you not like it anymore. So now James Ellsworth is in... He's been in the main event of SmackDown, what, three weeks in a row now, right? <coughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't have a problem with with him even being part of the story, but it's... You're, you're just overdoing it. You're, you're making too big of a deal out of it. Like, would I like to see this guy actually get a contract with WWE and be... Because I think he could be like a good comedy segment on SmackDown every week. But to have him every week in the main story is, it's it's too much. Well, I mean, look at it from, you know, not so close. You have both titles on both shows being consumed by a jokey, <clears throat> jokey angle with the list on the other one and then Ailsworth mm-hmm. in this one. There's no real seriousness to the belt. So it's kind of throwing dirt on the belt. Yeah. I will in my, say, in my view. yeah, I will say I loved. I think AJ had like hit him or something and he the was on first, the ground. The first chance he got, yeah. I love that part. And JBL said he's like a turtle without a shell. Yeah, he's like, bring your pet to work there. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. a problem I think they have too is like, we don't know what the Survivor Series team is going to look like. But another problem it has, let's say AJ and Ambrose are on the SmackDown team. Their next pay per view is until December in TLC. Yeah, so you're never, a, a you're gonna, not going to pay this off for a well, while. They do, yeah. Unless they have a, a match at Survivor Series, which I don't know if they will or not. They could, but. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't think they know yet. Probably not. Doesn't seem like they do. No, it seems like they have no idea where they're going. So, yeah, James Ellsworth, I, I like the guy. He seems like a, a good guy. It's been. He's provided, I think, a lot of fun on the show, but. Don't run it into the ground. Because, honestly, it's going to be like, and I don't know how much either of you watched any of the presidential debates. I didn't. But no. I know there was some guy named Ken Bone who asked a question in, like, the town yeah, hall debate. beat it to hell. He was, like, a pudgy guy with a mustache and glasses. And the internet went crazy for two days. And then, obviously, he's on TV everywhere. And then people turn on it. Like, okay. that's what's going to happen to it's James. Like a young Wilson. kid that first learns about masturbation. <laughs> Beat it to the ground. Well, that's kind of what they did to him. Like they, that's what's going to happen to James Ellsworth. People are going to hate him eventually. They keep doing it. Um, women, Alexa Bliss continues to be a great heel. Not quite on the level of Charlotte Flair, obviously, but no, great heel as a woman. Um, Becky Lynch made her return. I enjoyed that segment last night. I loved her painting the yellow stripe on Becky's yeah. back. Uh, I, was, I, I was worried about the shirt. <laughs> I was worried about her hair. Yeah, I know. I saw her hair a little bit too. I was like, uh-oh. I felt bad for the shirt. I think it cost $750. <laughs> $750 shirt. Like everything in WWE. $750. Very popular in Luxembourg, that shirt. Um, I still can't wait for this match. Like, we didn't get it at the last pay per view. I'm still waiting for it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, 
I don't know if they're ready to take that belt off Becky yet, but Alexa would be a very deserving women's champion, I think. I think her segment is good every week. I think she continues to get better. Um, Actually, I'm usually not a fan of playing hot potato with the belt, but I wouldn't mind if these two did. I don't don't mind it because one one thing, this is why I appreciate back in the day when somebody got hurt and they couldn't defend them 30, they'll take the belt off of them, which makes sense because let's so Becky's been out for X amount of weeks or whatever. So she hasn't been on TV. So it's like when she comes back, it's like, okay, you kind of forget you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. You just know she's the champion, but you know she's the champion, but you kind of forget about yeah. it. So I just always kind of feel like the challenger has to win. You can always give it back to her a few weeks later, but it's like I think the champion should, should lose their title because it's like you for, they haven't been here for the whole time and they should have them automatically win over the person who's actually been here and built built up some, some type of momentum. Yeah. I also loved uh, Alexa's Sorry Not Sorry t-shirt. I thought yeah. it was a nice touch. I, I, I love when she just dismissed Renee. Yeah. <laughs> so Becky, she had a, um, a back injury and Becky's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's the perfect case of like she's so small but her personality is so big, you don't realize how small she is. Yeah, and then even the brawl, it's like we never really see an actual like mm-hmm. r- random women's brawl that's not even broken up. Like there was no invisible wall. Yeah, <laughs> the just went right for it. Actually, and they actually had a fight. No referees, no referees came down early. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that that actually happened. We don't really get that anymore in any division. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that on that storyline, Joe? It was entertaining. I like to see uh, you know Becky came back and like you said, Lex- Lexus in there holding her own, um, going toe to toe. Good, great might work playing the heel role pretty well. Um, so it, it's intriguing to see. I mean, again, we got to see Becky back in the ring and kind of kind of revitalize that title because it's been been out for a while now. But overall, uh, I was intrigued by it. Uh, before we move on to the next thing, what do you prefer, the Freddy Krueger or the Harley Quinn? Alexa oh, Harley Blaise? Quinn. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, oh damn. Uh, Natty begging Daniel Bryan to be the team captain of the Women's Survivor Series team. Puts her in a match with Nikki Bella. Winner gets to be captain. Loser doesn't get to no. compete. Now, when they made this match, did anyone have any question the way it was going to pan out? No. Did, Even for a second? Can, can I go first? Yeah. This made no sense. <laughs> so, SmackDown has six women. Mm-hmm. So, you make Nikki Bella the team captain. So, your women's champion of your brand is not the captain. Uh-huh. Your, your champion is not leading you into the Survivor Series. That makes no sense. Uh, agreed. <laughs> that, no argument. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> what, what else can I say? Like I said, they, they, they booked this this match and you knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, doesn't doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you already right. know all the women that's going to be, the whole division except for Natty is going to be in the match. Yeah. Why is Nikki Bella the captain? Is she gonna, she, she's not the champion. Nope. You, you knew John Cena's crotch jockey wasn't going to lose. <laughs> yeah, she she's not a... Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. How about that STF? That which yeah, which wasn't an STF, but Mauro Mauro Michael Cole didn't called it one. <laughs> Mauro Michael Cole. Yeah, she uh, she called it the fearless lock apparently. Oh. Um, but we get Carmella coming out, you know, throwing her weight around on Nikki once again. I continue to enjoy it. It's gone on for a while. I enjoy it, but I mean that. Like you said, there's so many limited women, and we have this Survivor Series match. I mean, how's it going to pan out? If what is obviously Natalie, Natty's not part of it now, so you're kind of counting down the people. You have mm-hmm. these two feuding each other and fighting for their brand. Well, that, that brings intrigue to it. That's, that's the good thing about can, like can these guys coexist? Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming Sasha and Charlotte are going to have to coexist on this team together. Yeah. 
you know, Becky and uh, Alexa are going to have to coexist. Yeah. I, I would bring up someone else, some other women's rivalry on Raw, but there isn't one. <laughs> I don't even know how Raw is going to scrounge up five women. To be, well, they, no, they actually have, well, they they have, they do have five. They do. They just don't all get on TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, the big one doesn't. No. Um, she could be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. It'd be a good push. Yeah, but she rips the hell in the cell door open. Yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> or maybe lifts the whole cell up. To one up, Kane. Um, yeah, I, I am curious to see how that Survivor Series five one five women's match plays out. But I do like that they keep Carmella with Nikki for the time being because it'll just keep raising her profile. Yeah, I feel it's like. a prominent feud for her. It's a way to get her more exposure and keep one of your big women faces on, on TV. Yeah, for everyone who didn't like the Miz as the Intercontinental Champion, the champion. How are you feeling about the Intercontinental Championship right now, now that Dolph Ziggler has it? Can we, can we get rid can, of this? Can, first can we call Eric just get, <laughs> and get his opinion? <laughs> we might, maybe we should have set that up. We should, we should have. Our first friend our first interview? Yeah, yeah, we should have done that. Um, but yeah, Miz and the Spirit Squad against Ziggler and Slater and Rhino. I guess it wasn't a match, it was a tag, a championship tag match, but it's... Why is the Intercontinental Championship being buried into a storyline with the Spirit Squad in 2016? Joey, are you done, Roy? Yeah, I have nothing really to say. I'm tired of seeing the Spirit Squad. I mean, there's no real reason to have them on there. It should be, again, like you build up the Intercontinental picture, the Intercontinental belt. Why why, why is that like a secondary? I mean, what's the deal with that? It's confusing. It is. And, And another thing that's pretty dumb. Very dumb. You have actual tag team on the show that would be better than using the Spirit Squad. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I'm thinking. I mean, maybe after this match, we might. I mean, kind of ran into the Miz. Maybe we'll we'll start to see that kind of fizzle out. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, I'm I'm done with the Spirit okay. Squad. I've been done. I never started with the Spirit Squad. Me neither. <laughs> All right. So this started with some promise because the Miz was backstage. He came out like, okay, yeah, Showtime. Then. He walked to the spirit world. Oh, okay. And then Miz started talking about, okay, this is good. He started with, it's been 16 dark days since the TS mm-hmm. had the title, 16 days of the icy title burial tour, Pat Patterson's crying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. And then Dolph's music hit. It's a shame that it's actually true, though. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. Even on commentary. But he said, he said, Ellsworth's been talking about more than you as a Intercontinental Champion. He said it on commentary. I'm like, okay. Miz is awesome. Give him the belt back. Now. <laughs> and then, why the spirits press still my TV? Okay, so you you, you, you you mix these fuse together again. Don't, f- just forget about American Alpha, who you drafted as your first tag team. Mm-hmm. Just forget about the Usos, who just turned heel. And uh, it's in, they're intriguing again. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, you, you get the spirits why I tag team Tyler, which I said was going to happen. And... Ryan will say win. This didn't need to happen. American Alpha and the Usos can't even get on TV, but the Spirit Squad is still on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm praying that this is their this is their end because they lost, so they have no other purpose to be there. So you hope that was their skull crushing finale. Yes. This week? <laughs> yes. Was anyone else interested though watching Rhino fume in the background? Kind yeah, because he hates male cheerleaders. Thing. I did enjoy that. It's funny. <laughs> so you were um, afraid of male cheerleaders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rhino not happy about that. Uh. Because they're still not on the roster. So I'm like, okay, so this has to be it. Because they have no other purpose to be there. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, you can put the Spirit Squad together with Ellsworth, and that's that's quite a faction you got going there. Like, they, be, my hope was that I was hoping Ziggler would win the belt because of the way the story had been built, and I thought maybe they could finally find something to do with Ziggler. Clearly, they didn't. At this point, I'm like, I don't even know why you did it. I don't know why he even told that story because it was over the second he won it, and it doesn't matter anymore. No. Nothing that happened between yeah. the two of them matters anymore. The best story you had for two months is just forgotten for the last two weeks, which mm-hmm. makes no sense. Uh, agreed. And do you think the Miz ends up with the Intercontinental Championship again before the end of the year? Yeah. You? I am praying. <laughs> I, I think I yeah. I mean, if they continue to not do anything with Dolph Ziggler to give any give any relevance to the ti- to the title, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to mention from SmackDown, we had Bray Wyatt against Kane once again in a no, uh, no DQ match. Another twisted. Story. Harper appears out of the dark. Uh, Orton comes out presumably to cause Bray the match. Only he RKO's Kane, helps Bray Wyatt. Bray seems shocked about it. Orton is interviewed later on. Says if you can't beat him, join him. One of the first things I said when SmackDown started was, I think Bray Wyatt should be recruiting more people into the family. I'm not saying Randy Orton is now a member of the Wyatt family. Seems like it. But I also had been saying prior to, was it Backlash or was it No Mercy? I guess it was No Mercy. That that story, I was hoping that what they weren't telling us was that Bray was more in Orton's head than we were led to believe. Mm-hmm. Which, clearly, that has happened. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to pay off. I don't know how long this is going to go on. But I feel like they may be about to do something well with Bray Wyatt. Like, where Bray Wyatt is the eater of worlds. Bray Wyatt is the new face of fear. He's not just jobber to the stars. That's what I hope. Uh, I don't know. Do you see Promise, Joe, coming out of this? Well, it depends. There's two different views you can go here. Promise because you can get Bray Wyatt some actual quality work, or just another confusing storyline with WWE who just throws anything out there. Which one do you think is more likely? Uh, if, if I if I had to put money on it... Given recent history. I would say that this is just going to be another story that fizzles out and doesn't make any sense in the end. But my hope is that they have decided we can do something with this guy, so let's finally do it. Well, harping back to your boy Vince, we learned that hope's not a good thing to have when you're <laughs> looking for quality storylines. It's not. Uh, Alo? Alright, so, when Warren came down and he did the, he set up an RKO and then Kane was signaled for jokes, I was like, okay, I'm getting Glenn Jacob Wyatt right nah, now. Because, Glenn Jacob Wyatt. Because you can't chokeslam and RKO the same person at the same time. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. So when Orton did it, I'm like, oh, that's shocking. I didn't see that coming. That was a nice swerve. But then, in the best they didn't really, it wasn't really a thing for them. It was only that, that one segment after. They Orton said, you can't beat him, join him. So, what you were talking about, even heading to No Mercy, saying, I hope that Bray got into Randy's mind. So, I'm like, okay, maybe he, maybe Orton just kind of playing along to get inside the mind of Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. That's what I kind of think this is. I didn't watch Talking Smack, so I don't really know what I didn't either. Said. I forgot. Uh, yeah, I didn't. So, I don't, I don't know what Kane said, but I know Kane's someone after Orton or whatever. But I think this might be Randy Orton just trying to get into the mind. Uh, yeah. Get into Bray Wyatt's I don't think they gave so. me enough for if you can't beat him, join him kind of angle right now. I don't think they gave me enough towards that. Yeah, I'm at least, at the very least, yeah, at the very least, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, it's not like... Which is more than you could say for a lot of Bray Wyatt storylines in the last year. Yeah, it's not not like he's beat you a bunch of times. He beat you 
at um No Mercy because of Blue Harper, but mm-hmm. it's like he's dominated you. Yeah. Yeah, my my hope is that Bray Wyatt has gotten into his head and but I'd be cool with that too if that ends up being oh you know what I wouldn't be cool with it because that's supposed to be what Bray Wyatt's strength is. Well, I still want Glenn Jacob Wyatt in the red onesie. <laughs> the red onesie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool if we get it. Hopefully we do. Uh Or Bo's sister Abigail? Yeah. Anything any yeah. other comments about SmackDown anybody wants to put out there? It was a week <laughs> week 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 for yeah. the two for this the two brands. Bad. It was not not worth five hours of our of our time this week. Especially especially coming from Raw leading into a pay per view. I mean, it's kind of nothing to really get me excited. No, this not is the at all. First time we've actually had to attempt to review SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, and you yeah. are going off. You are going up against the Eagles Sunday Night game, so I mean, you had to give me something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and the triple main event. Last thing I'm going to say, it, it better the women's match better go on last. That's all I'll say. <laughs> It may be an hour of me yelling into the microphone next week if it's not the last match. Uh, NXT, Nakamura comes out to address the crowd, tells Samoa Joe, if you want my title, come get it. He is met by Patrick Clark, who I don't know if I like this gimmick or I hate it. I think I like it, though. (laughs) <laughs> You're confused by it. I, I am, and I think I'm supposed to be. I think it that's was, the whole no, point. I see why. It was better this week because the first time he was like, the way he was walking and his facial mm-hmm. expressions and like he, the way he was switching his neck, is he didn't do that this week. <laughs> yeah. And like, you didn't know what to think about his voice because you didn't hear him talk, so it's like, okay, yeah. am I going to get a, a prince voice mm-hmm. or what? But you didn't, you got a normal. I don't think he voice. knew what he was doing at first. I, I mean, he was just throwing something against the wall and. See how it rolled. He challenged him to a match. He says, you know, I'm your Velveteen Dream. I cracked up at that. You know, welcome to the Patrick Clark experience. I laughed at that. Uh, and obviously, Shinsuke disposed of him in three seconds. <laughs> I like how Joe just popped up out of nowhere because that was probably the plan. Me too. Yeah, he walked out to the ramp, never <laughs> came all the way out. So it's a good, good little bit to push you towards TakeOver Toronto. It's good to see Nakamura back on the show. Even just his entrance sometimes is enough oh, yeah. to make it a decent episode. Like seeing him perched over the ropes like a cat just staring Joe down. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of build you want for a title. Not, yeah. Not not the, the, the jokey stuff that we got in, on the two main rosters. Yeah, it was, it was good. To see, it's good to see Nakamura back. Uh, he, he was missed while he was gone. Um we had the Dusty Classic, a couple more for well, a couple more first round matches. Rich Swan and Noe Jose beat Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. Uh, they're up against the Authors of Pain next, so their run will be over pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. What the Swan uh, and Noe Jose? It was. Yeah, it was they're fun. they're a good a good team together. <laughs> they're they're, um, inter- they're interesting too. I mean, mm-hmm. I like them. I mean, I got I got far more interest in them than I do the Authors of Pain. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, Austin Aries, who still owes me an apology. Uh, He's just rubbing it in your face right at this point. Yeah, introduces his tag team opponent, Roderick Strong, which, whatever. I I know he's a guy a lot of people like from Ring of Honor, but to me, he's just another guy who's just a wrestler. (laughs) Nothing interesting about him, nothing exciting about him. And I'm actually starting to get kind of tired of NXT just becoming the home for all these guys who leave like places like Ring of Honor and TNA. Because you're leaving behind the whole purpose of what NXT is. Like we've talked about this for weeks that they don't develop characters anymore. Nobody's really getting better. It's because they're they're not 
getting to do what they're supposed to do because they have to find spots for all these established guys from other places. I don't need to see Roderick Strong in NXT. I don't care. He's not going to make me tune in on Wednesday night. Like, the last time I really was excited to watch NXT, the Four Horsewomen were still there. Kevin Owens was still there. Sami Zayn was still there. People like Neville were still there. Now it's just a bunch of guys that I could have watched for the last 10 years other places and didn't. Like, have I had some pleasant surprises (coughs) along the way? Yeah, I didn't think I would like Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Uh, But to me, that's like too few and too far between. That one of these guys comes in and I really like them. A lot of those NSC guys though, you like like even Finn Balor were kind of transplants. You're right from other promotions, and that's another like rarity that happened. Kevin Owens, another example of that. Uh, Sami Zayn as well. Yeah, but those were guys that I don't think were as established as a Roderick Strong. Uh, maybe they were. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of getting tired of it. Like I feel like you have to develop your young people to be like the next group coming up and I don't think I don't feel like they're doing that. Like can Nakamura be a big star on the main roster? Sure he could. Could Samoa Joe? Of course. Is Roderick Strong going to be anything in WWE? No, he won't. Well he might be a he's a mid carter in NXT, I think is like the the best bet for him. Like do you see Roderick Strong making NXT, some impact? Well NXT that's the wrestling show, so I, I think he'll be mid high mid card main event. So I would catch Ring of Honor on occasion because the times are so funny. And I don't really, I don't think I've ever seen a really Roger Strong match. Mm-hmm. The only people in Ring of Honor I really care for were Jay Lethal, Adam Cole. And I'll, I'll catch a, um, a Red Dragon match every now and then. Yeah. He had a couple good matches with uh, Jay Lethal in 2015, I believe. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was late August 2015. But, um,. Nothing that's yeah. He's not making me tune in. Is, is kind of what I'm saying. Like no, I don't know. He's not not doing anything for me. Um, we got Sanity again coming out. I like their entrance. I like their music. I like their look too. Uh, Nikki different. Cross obviously is a maniac, biting herself and scratching her own face and attacks uh, her opponent after the match so to the point where they reverse the decision in the match. She has now lost the match. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey Graves didn't even know what to make of Nikki Cross. <laughs> Curious to see what they do with Sanity. Um, we got the fallout from Bobby Roode turning his back on Ty Dillinger. <laughs> it's glorious. Unfortunately, for as popular as Ty Dillinger is, it doesn't look like he's ever going to be used the way people want him to. He's always going to be the guy who just puts somebody yeah, else he's, over. He's kind of pushing. Good hand. Good hand. I was I was hoping you would uh, take the bait on that one because <laughs> that is exactly what he is. Uh, they're going to have a match now. Take over Toronto. Uh, we got to see Sean Maluda, another member of the Roman Reigns family tree. Um, Liv Morgan got jumped by Peyton Royce and Billy Kay once again, and they yeah, they dragged. yeah they put uh, they put the women's division on notice. They called out Oscar and said the women's division belongs to us. So I this is one of the things I'm encouraged by on NXT yeah. is these two. Yeah. I tell you, um, on this new high school ta- bullies. Yeah, yeah. Like I, t- I tell you, on new set of tape is actually is actually character development in mm-hmm. the women's division. And another thing about the women's division, I kind of think we already know Ember Moon is probably the one that's going to take the title from Oscar because right. she's the only one. 
I'm gonna sound like Vince Russo. You, she's the only one you actually believe that can beat Oscar because Oscar. Believe. Because because Oscar, she's the only one that actually looks like an actual physical challenge to Oscar. Because you can't, I, you can't believe the Mean Girls are gonna beat Oscar. Oscar destroyed Dana Brooke and them when they did that to her. Yeah. It's, you, you can't think you don't think any of these people are physically going physically to be Oscar, and I, I don't think the NXT Women's Division will be able to progress until Oscar gets sent to WWE because they we don't know what the plans were for Oscar before this brand split, so we don't know if she was supposed to lose to Bailey or mm-hmm. or what to Nia Jax eventually, right. but these newer women you can't take them seriously to beat Oscar. So whenever Oscar goes up to WWE, I think that's when the women's division will be in a better, better position. Better position because you could kind of believe that they can beat Ember Moon instead of Oscar. Right. I, I agree with that. Um, that was everything for NXT this week. The Dusty Rhodes Classic, I feel like, has not been as interesting as it was last because year. Because randomly throwing team people together and saying this is a team. There's no kind of build up to it, and you're just yeah. You had good tag teams in it last year, mm-hmm. like teams that you were invested in one way or another last year, and you don't have that this year. Been a much uh, better tag division last year, right? Overall, um, any listener questions tonight? Yep, we got a few from Dom and the Lowdown Lord. No relation. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. All right, he said, his first question is, do you guys feel that the Shield breakup only has truly benefited Seth? Dean has been meh, Roman is meh, even though he's had some good bookings. Well, it was, it's been better for Seth, I think, than the other two. Now, Roman has accomplished a lot since the Shield broke up, but he's never been embraced by the fans the way they tried to. So in a lot of ways... What they've done with Roman Reigns has failed, but he's had a lot of success. Um, it definitely benefited Seth more than the other two. And Dean, they just can't figure out even what to do with him. Um, Dean's had some high points since it happened, but not not many. Uh, so it's it's benefited Seth more, but I don't think he was the only one who benefited. No, I think it was beneficial for all of them. I, I, I'd like to see him on their own, but I think Seth's got the better storylines and he's done more with what he's been given. I mean, Roman Reigns, people are burying him. I still don't know why he's not that bad, but still burying him back from when they decided not to give Daniel Bryan the win over Roman mm-hmm. Reigns. Um, and like you said, they're kind of confused with what character Dean Ambrose is. I, they start doing well with him rolling up, and then it's just downhill and kind of confused to what it is. Like, I don't even know if he's in the title picture anymore now yeah. after this week, but... Um, ultimately, I think the split was helpful for all of them, mm-hmm. but Seth Rollins has done more with it. Yeah, you can't say it wasn't good for Roman. He's, he's main event in two WrestleManias since the breakup, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he wouldn't have probably if he was in the Shield. Yeah, well, I think it I think it's truly benefited Seth because when the Shield breaks up, <coughs> when the Shield broke up, it's like, okay, Roman, you know Roman's the guy, Dean Ambrose with this crazy heel, and Seth Rollins, you you like... I don't know, because he, cause he's the guy who does all the, the, hot, the flashy moves. But the thing with Seth is, he's the one who's been in the main spotlight because we weren't sure what he was going to do. And then he's mm-hmm. actually had a story since split up with the show. He was with the authority, and he was a weasel champion, and he got hurt, and he reclaimed his... And he's been trying to regain his title. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, he had a story with, within the authority. Yeah. So it truly benefited Seth the most. Roman has had 
Roman, Roman, they had stop. I, I don't want to say stop and goes, but it's like, okay, you're the guy. And then it's like, when the backlash comes, it's like, okay, we're going to build you up again, and then we're going to go back to being the guy. Yeah. And it's the same. It, it's what the second time they've done that with him. Like, after mm-hmm. WrestleMania, they're okay, you're going to go face the big show, you're going to be in a time match, you're going to face Bray Wyatt for, for months, and then you're going to build you back up. And they do, they're doing it now. They're, okay, you lost the title, now we're going to build you back up again with the U.S. title. So it's like stop and goes with Dean Ambrose. It's been like, he doesn't. He never, like I said, he's never really done it for me yeah. since the shield's broken up. Oh, it's all over the place with Dean Ambrose, unfortunately. <laughs> like, he should be better than he's been. Mm-hmm. So, the next question is So, Hell in a Cell is now being called the most dangerous structure. So, what does that make the Elimination Chamber? I guess because most arenas can't hold the chamber anymore, they're eliminating. No pun. No pun. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good pun. <laughs> so, kudos for that. Yeah, I don't think the Elimination Chamber was ever going to be really invested in because that was like an Eric Bischoff creation, wasn't it? Yeah, but they had the pay-per-view. They did, but I, I think anything they could do, to, I, I don't think they're inv- as invested in it. Well, it's coming back. It is? When is that? Probably February because in the in the network commercials, they, showed, they actually show Elimination, Elimination Chamber now. All right then, so I'll, I'll uh, revise my answer and say they're going to call the Hell in a Cell the most dangerous structure until... <laughs> the Elimination Chamber comes back and then they'll say it about that. And yeah, then they'll yeah. say it about the Hell in a Cell. I told about that. I told yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. roll back. So that's what they'll do. They'll just change the story. <laughs> I mean, what can I say about this? I mean, the question is what it is. WWE will build it. They'll sell it however they want to sell it, whenever they do. For me, I look forward more to a Hell in a Cell than Elimination Chamber. I mean, Elimination Chamber never really did to me. There's weird... Pods make them look like mm-hmm. toy figures. Yeah, never really done much for me. And yeah. like again, you get more story <coughs> storyline build for the Hell in the Cells than you do for these Elimination Chambers. So I was never a huge fan of them anyway. So yeah, what about you, Alo? I agree. They'll, yeah. say, they'll say it's the most dangerous thing in February. And then in October, they'll say Hell in the Cells is the most dangerous thing. They always do it. Yeah. And his final question is, do you think the ticker that shows people's tweets are real? They seem fake and made up to me. I, I like never pay 60, enough attention. 40. Yeah, I never pay attention enough to them. Uh, but I'd assume a good chunk of them are planted tweets. Yeah, to try and get things going the way mm-hmm. they want them to go. I always felt that reading them. Like, I'll read some when they're scrolling through all the time just because I have ADD and I see stuff scrolling. I have to try and read <laughs> it. Um, and I'll read some. I was like, there's no way someone's... Someone's tweeting that in. There's no, <laughs> there's no, no human way. being that would <laughs> ever tweet that. Two on the point. Two on the point. Two on the nose. It's, it seems fixed. Yeah. So I say sixty. It's rigged. Yeah, it's rigged. There's a system. <laughs> I say sixty forty. You'll probably have some in there, but most of them are kind of just fillers. Yeah. What about you, Alo? It's difficult because for me, it's like so. You mean to tell me there is not one negative tweet ever? It's filtered. So, so if I tw- if I know I'm not the only one that says who booked this crap. Mm-hmm. So you never see that at the bottom of your screen. Nope. So, yeah. So I do think a lot of it is rigged. I'll say maybe eighty twenty, and they'll be like, okay, at, at commercial breaks, okay, pick this one, pick this one, and pick this one. And well, I mean, filtered, yeah, that too. I would. We we're just talking about as far as it, are, are they have do they have people that are tweeting for them? Out of, I, be- I believe so. Yeah. Would either of you take the job of being the plant planted tweeters? I get fired. <laughs> See what you wouldn't tow the company line. You're going to the job. You're, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. I, I'll just, this is what I told you to tweet. In the corner, I'll just in the corner on the screen. I'll just 
put hashtag Matt Madness. Instead <laughs> of what's going on in the ring. Send it. I'll get fired. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot we of planet tweets. We can hack the tweets. Matt Madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so one of you should take that job so we could do that. Ben doesn't like me. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? That's it for tonight. That's it. All right. So anything anybody else want to add from either show? I think we've... I don't think there's anything else really to add. Other no. than I'm looking forward to the women's Hell in a Cell. It's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I think it's the match everybody's looking forward to the most. Matt and Braun Strowman. It better go on last. Yeah, that's the only that's the only match that's more important than Carson Wentz versus the Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the show this week. Uh, the best hour and ten minutes you'll spend all week. So Just four. an hour and ten minutes? Yeah. Oh, and um, tell your friends to get with our friends. We can be friends. We do this every Wednesday. <laughs> on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Facebook, Matt Madness. Instagram, Matt.Madness underscore podcast. Twitter, Matt Madness Pod. Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. I think that was five stars. Five stars, <laughs> on iTunes. Thank you. Yes, yes, ladies, he is as sexy as he sounds. <laughs> yeah, the, the sexy tones of Ayla Aaron Lloyd. They're not misleading. Yes, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever CK and Joe Rottermill, for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Florence, Italy. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you Happy next Halloween. week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans marking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.